Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Are you telling me that every wide receiver on the team, even if they test negative, is going to be quarantined That's for ridiculous. 14 days? They're going to play a game with no wide receivers? Not, That's the NCAA yeah, rule. Because That's the NCAA they don't know thing. what they're doing, and they're trying to CYA everything, which I understand. I mean, you don't want to get sued. I get it. And but if a position coach tests positive, I don't see any way you can have any player at that position on your team according a to that solution rule. To that. And I guarantee you that I don't, don't test the coaches. <laughs> That's a simple solution. Absolutely. Keep them social distance. I like how you don't waste time. Just cut right through it. Just don't test them. Well, I'm just trying to uh, be honest and factual and not fearful in whatever voice I have yeah. from the what I deem is... Um, my education throughout this whole process and make the decisions that I think that I would make or that I do make for myself and for my family. And if I would tell a coach, if you even are sick or you feel cold on coming on, stay home. Stay home. We'll take care of it. Right. Uh, but I can't, you know, I'm not going to have you come in and say, oh, test you and, and you might have an antibody or when you you step foot in Florida, you need to self quarantine for fourteen days. If you step foot in Florida or Georgia, or well, I mean, I this this dude is just unbelievable. Uh, welcome to a July twenty third edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. Friday, that means we are giving away a thousand dollars in COVID nineteen relief. Did you get your nomination in? If you didn't, well, make sure you get it in by next week. Spielman Hooley podcast at gmail.com. Um, we have news in the NFL. We have Urban Meyer talking about spring football and what he would not do if they had spring football. We have uh, dire financial projections. Gene Smith from uh, Wisconsin. And we have Gene Smith on uh, 97.1 The Fan with James Laurinaitis and Bo Bishop. So we have a lot to get to. Uh, Let's start with uh, Urban Meyer. Urban tells Yahoo Sports that if college football is played in the spring – he says, to play in the spring and then go play OTAs in the NFL, that's not fair. I don't know if I'd advise a guy to play a spring season before going to the NFL, which would take, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Travis Etienne, a lot of guys. I don't know. Who knows? Is that only for first-round picks? Is that for guys who are going to go in lower rounds, presumably say a guy like Baron Browning? Sean Wade, who came back to Ohio State even though – Many people thought he would have been a first-round pick right. in the NFL. And since Damon Arnett was, I think that's a plausible scenario. Sean Wade's father told, I think it's Suncoast News in Florida, that if uh, spring football is when college football is played this season, Sean Wade is, and I quote, out of here, baby. Yeah. Right. We've, we've said that. I think yeah. it it's uh, it's the wrong thing to do for those guys. Uh, maybe other guys want to risk. Depends where you are. If you're a Division three player, Division two player, mm-hmm. or if you're a player playing college football now that does not or does not uh, want to play in the NFL or it doesn't look like you're going to play in the NFL, then you can't play in the spring. There's too much uh, to risk. You can't uh, go to OTAs. The, the draft is in the spring, although the NFL does have the ability to move the draft yeah, into June, but the draft is in the spring. There's no training. You can go right to OTAs. You're not even healed up from the season if you play in the spring. Right. There's no recovery time. Um, it's a bad, bad idea. And I'm with Sean Wade's father. I'm with if I could be if I were related to Justin Fields before I'd have him take one snap in a uniform in the spring. I'd go tackle him. There's no way you can play in this. Or wrap spring. him in bubble wrap. Why? You why are we him. doing this? I mean, uh, you know, my my whole thing is, and I'm, you know, people say that if you want college sports, not everybody, obviously, but there's a sentiment out there that people say, if you want college sports, then you're a selfish person. If you want the NFL to play, you're a selfish person. I say that if you don't want these things to go and continue on, mm-hmm. I say, then you are a selfish person. Okay, why? Because, for example, I, I think that um, if you want everybody to make decisions based off of how you feel, mm. that is wrong. If you 
are concerned about playing, if I'm an NFL player and let's say my wife has cancer, mm -hmm. if I'm an NFL player and my wife has cancer and I were to go now, I would seriously think about it because of a compromised immune system. Of course. There's two choices that I would have. I would uh, have somebody else take care of her and I would stay in a hotel and stay away from her just in case that I got COVID and I did, would not want to expose somebody mm -hmm. with uh, um, cancer with an underlying condition. Well, we've seen that with Dave Odom, I think, the Wake Forest coach who's yeah. going to live apart from his wife because so of that very he's scenario. Made, he's made a decision to, to do that, right? And that's his choice and his decision. Dave Odom didn't say, well, if I can't play, nobody else can play. It's not fair. It's selfish to try to take away somebody else's opportunities because of your uh, personal circumstances. That's common sense. That's selfishness to the nth degree. When your circumstances, you try to dictate your circumstances onto somebody else. Is it fair for you? No. Nothing's fair. Nothing's fair. Not in this life. There's not one thing that's fair. That's right. Sooner you grasp that and come to peace with that, Find and a way to cope with at, that, the better off like, you're going to be. I mean, our leader yesterday said nobody can get sick. Mike DeWine, governor of state of Ohio. That's the goal it's, now. It, nobody gets sick. But, it, but it's, you know, let's, let's get back to reality. Let's get back to being so selfish and making decisions for the many Not that the aren't affected. Yes. Because it's very selfish for somebody in an individual who uh, has difficult circumstances. The most unselfish person that uh, person that's under those difficult circumstances, or somebody that lives with somebody with an uh, underlying condition, or an elderly parent that they may take care care of, the most selfish thing you can do is take away the opportunities for everybody else because of your situation. Because then you're looking at, oh, look at, woe is me. I'm suffering, so the other people have to suffer. I have a huge challenge in my life, so everybody needs to feel my challenge. Yeah. I mean, in that vein, the CDC is out today with a lengthy story, which I put on my uh, Twitter, at Hools, making a strong case, a multifaceted case, for students being back in school. Now, this is not, this is not addressing colleges the ages that they referred to were 18 and under. So it's high school, grade school, junior high school. They say that less than 7% of positive COVID tests happen under the age of 18. So, so far, people under the age of 18 have been only 7% of the positives. And less than one-tenth of 1% 1 of the deaths Deaths from COVID-19 among children 18 and under. This national? Yes. Deaths of children 18 and under from COVID-19 so far are less than deaths among that same age group in the last five flu seasons. Nobody even thinks about closing the schools because there's a why? bad strain of the flu why, going Why on. are we doing this then? Uh, so this year, you know. They have had uh, uh, flu takes between 37 and 187 uh, students wow. a year over the last five years, and they have had less than that this year. So they are making, and they make the case that it's not just physical, it's, uh, it's not just health-wise, it's physical safety. They cite, you know, domestic abuse and all those it's things. everything. Nutrition, uh, physical activity, which they'll get at school, they won't get at home, uh, social and emotional development. And, of course, educational instruction. And that, that it, it dramatically impacts more students in low-income areas. Yes. And divides, if there, and there is, a divide between the, ha let's just, you know, in crude terms, the haves and the have-nots of our society. That gap widens exponentially if there are no schools. If somebody had insight and took all their political in fear out of making an emotion out of making a decision and purely looked at data and facts it is clear what the decision is to start school yeah. open up schools it's clear of course there's risk there's risk in everything 
we do. And a perfect example that those that didn't hear uh, the podcast on Wednesday. On Tuesday night, my youngest daughter was in a car accident. I drove to the uh, scene of the crash. And if you want something to make your heart jump or scare you, know, I knew she was okay. So mm -hmm. I was, you know. But you looked at that crash, and thank God all parties were okay. The the people that hit them, it was that person was at fault, and Audrey and her boyfriend. But the car, the lady and gentleman were driving, was devastated, and the, uh, the hood and the front end was smashed completely in. The Jeep that Audrey and her boyfriend were in ended up on somebody's front yard. Wow. Okay, both cars, uh, and I talked to uh, Audrey's boyfriend, who now I refer to as Crash or Slash Totaled, since I have no mercy. That's pretty funny, though. Is he allowed to still date Audrey since he not put his her fault. in peril? Okay, it wasn't his fault. Well, no, no, dads don't always react rationally. No, I, I don't, but I, okay. I do. I don't make emotional decisions. Okay, good. So I asked, hey, Crash, how's the, your car? <laughs> undrivable it's, it's trashed he said okay how's the other person they can't drive theirs either so to get back to the point of my story which i do tend to ramble but i won't ramble anymore if i were to have the some folks covid mentality i would say don't ever get in a car again yeah because you got in a crash and it wasn't your fault but you got in a crash so you can never drive again, ever. You can't get in a car. You can't do anything. You stay home. Daddy will protect you. And it all comes down to this. And, you know, I, people can get mad at what what we're saying or get frustrated that we don't see their point. I see your point of view, and I offer you the freedom to make the choice how you want to live your life. But when you have statistics like you just cited, you lose every time. You lose the argument. I was all for, all in. All I, in. I, I was all in in doing my civic duty. Yep, flattening the curve. And we did flatten the days. curve. 15 days. And I, I, would, I went all in for a month. Yeah. And we did flatten the curve, and we did everything we were asked to do everybody got a ventilator everybody got an icu yeah. bed everybody got treated nobody was turned away and if if we continue to be slaves to fear not all of us i think the majority i actually think there's a silent majority that don't want to be slaves to fear to be honest with you but there's many out there that want to be slaves to fear and again with the caveat of of course you live respect the disease you don't fear the disease but to stop living life and to change everything we do that's not supported by science, data, or statistics, there's got to be some reason why people keep pushing this agenda. And I don't know what it is. I'm not a conspiracy theorist by nature, but I'm starting to become one because of the, 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 the nonsense and the lack of truth and data and the lack of answering tough questions and how do you explain this it's fascinating to me it is fascinating no doubt about it's it it's fascinating it's like somebody is up somebody's shirt like Geppetto and moving the the uh the man around the ventriloquist dummy yeah yeah Hand up the back. Am I? Am, uh, let me. Did any of that? There's a joke is, there. I won't make. Is that a, a rational yeah, explanation? Is, I, no, I, seriously. I, I, I mean, honestly am then very surprised by the reaction of our governor. Extremely surprised, and in my personal case, disappointed. I think the leadership's been lacking. extremely disappointed. Leadership lacking. Big time leadership. No, I, no but but the fact you. Just cite the positive stats and encourage people as you cite the positive stats. Yeah, you could cite the negative and the positive. Yeah, cite, them both. cite the cite positive them both. and Give say, a realistic hey, picture, you, you cite decide. Them both. This yeah. is what happens yeah. if you go and eat at a restaurant. Look, 
I know. Why doesn't he just say, hey, I know in the beginning. I know in the beginning they said don't wear a mask because the medical people need them. Now there's science out there that said maybe mask will prevent it a little bit. So wear a mask. Yeah. It's not that hard. Don't come out. And, and if you start dictating to people, a free people, and you start trying to take away their decisions, no matter how minor it is, they are going to rebel. Who does not know this? Who does not know because of your personal circumstance? Look, you lost your job. Right? You lost your job. So nobody can work. So nobody can work because you <laughs> lost your job. It's not fair. It's not fair. We need we must we must have everybody go through some hardships and challenges because you are. Yeah, would you did it, would, 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 is that the same mindset or am I way off? I don't think you're far off. I don't think you're far off. It's uh it's an interesting case study in uh mortality and how we view mortality. Uh, amid COVID-19 and amid the governor's orders, that uh, certainly makes it problematic for you if you're trying to run a small business and it introduces a whole new spate of compliance issues and stuff like that, and you may be flailing around just trying to get your business back off the ground, there is help available. AUINFO.com, licensed to serve all businesses in the state of Ohio. Steve, Chrissy, Julie, they're experts in health insurance acquisition for your employees, which is extremely important at this time. And a way to draw the best employees is to provide the best benefits. AUI is compensated by the companies that they will line you up with. They'll make the perfect fit. They'll stay in touch with you. They'll counsel you, help you, school you, educate you in all sorts of issues. Provide HR assistance as well. AUIinfo.com. You won't know how much they can help you until you contact them. AUIinfo.com. AUIinfo.com. Speaking of help, it is a Friday. That means COVID-19 relief. Jumble those around. Mr. Spielman, who has funded our giveaways of $1,000 every Friday. We're excited about that. Uh, I owe your wife uh, something in that realm and tell her I will have that for her today. I promise I will have that for her today. But Chris is drawing the cards. Oh, one more. And he's uh, one short. So now he'll give... Uh, that one, the first one goes to Jared Chase for uh, his friend Gabe, who is a barber. Congratulations, Pastor Jared. Uh, Zach Gonzalez. These All three of these, I believe, are, uh, again, nominated by that OSU prof. He's on. He's He had 12 kids whose internships were stopped by COVID-19. Uh, Zach Gonzalez. Gonzalez, Jacob Fleener, Hayden Elliott. So fantastic. Those are our four winners today. Get your nominations in. Podcast at gmail.com. He said, well, they're nominating multiple people. Yes, we had a lady win last week who has since nominated two more people. You can nominate many, many people. There are many, many people in need, and we hope you will nominate many, many people in Need. If you're in need of the best coffee, well, you know where to go. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com, official coffee of the Spielman and Hooley podcast, official coffee of the A Few Good Men on the Big Ten podcast. Wow. That's your ne- that's your second favorite podcast, right? The A Few Good Men on the Big Ten podcast? I have not listened to it yet. Yeah. I don't listen to You're building up your excitement and your unfaithful. anticipation. <laughs> the unfaithful. Uh, but Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, <laughs> if you haven't ordered, you're missing out on what everybody says is the best coffee they've ever tasted. It's not one particular flavor. It's many, many flavors. It's many, many offerings because they buy their coffee direct from growers in foreign countries. Then those growers get more than they would get if they had to go through the government channels where they end up with a pittance. But Paul and Grace and Andy from Hemisphere allow the growers then, giving them a bigger share of um, the sale of their coffee to do great things in their local areas, like in Thailand where they've saved 70 women from human trafficking or in Indonesia where they've planted 50 churches. On and on and on, light, medium, dark roast, they'll roast to your specs. In many, many flavors, Macy Spielman's freshman season at Bowling Green, powered by Hemisphere Coffee. We needed a review on the Blueberry Cobbler. And CBD on the reconstructed knee. Spielman CBD on the reconstructed knee. A little sore. Absolutely. So, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Use that promo code WETACKLELIFE in all caps to get 15% off. 15% off HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You know who could use the Spielman CBD? Who's that? Now that he's back in training. Iron Mike Tyson. How about that? You see Iron Mike Tyson at age 54. I'm shocked Iron Mike Tyson is only just a little bit younger than me. I thought yeah. he was like a decade younger than me. Mm-hmm. He's not. Uh, he's back at it, Spiels. Training for a special birthday present to me. A September 12th. It's about <laughs> against Roy Jones Jr. And I'm like, 
Why isn't Roy Jones Jr. getting any run out of this? He's over the hill, too. They're fighting on uh, an eight-round exhibition on September the 12th. How many... This is, this is fascinating to me. How many boxing bouts do you think Mike Tyson lost? Uh, I am going to say... I know two for sure. Yeah, two for sure. Uh, Evander and uh, Buster, I'm going to say four. Yeah, I would have said like four, three or four. It's six. Yeah. He lost six fights. I didn't know that. Mm. Uh, Roy Jones Jr., I'm surprised he lost nine I fights. I didn't know that either. Because he was like the, you know, the pound for pound. Yeah. Did you, I did not know Roy Jones Jr. was once the heavyweight champ. He was like the welterweight, lightweight, and heavyweight yeah, champ. Yeah, he's tremendous He's talent. a beast. Roy Jones Jr., 51. Mike Tyson is 54. Tyson's last fight was in 2005. Mm-hmm. You want to feel old? Tyson Buster Douglas was 30 years ago. 1990. I remember <sighs> it. I told you I was getting off the plane from Hawaii, landed in San Francisco, looked up and Tyson uh, on a TV, and I found out Buster knocked him out. I was in bed late on a Saturday night, and I heard my phone ring, and I was like, I'm in bed. I'm not getting up to get my phone. And I heard my buddy leaving a hysterical message on the answering mm -hmm. machine. He knocked him out. He knocked him out. Yeah, it's awesome. So that's one of the great, great, moments, great moments in Columbus sports history for sure, and even worldwide sports history. That the, was a stunning. The beautiful thing about that was that uh, Buster got punched in the face and, and didn't wither. Yeah. And didn't back down. Got knocked down. After getting surprised and punched in the face, he got knocked down. But unlike a lot of things in this world, it didn't matter. He can't got up swinging. It's a life lesson. You Did know you what another life lesson is? I wrote a on I wrote a tweet um, to rookies. I don't know how many guys NFL guys follow me. I know there's some that I know that jet wide receiver Robbie. What's his name? Robbie, Robbie Anderson? Anderson. Yeah, I don't think he, he probably does. follows you to Twitter. Too. I don't think he or does. he's blocked you. One or the other. One, two, three, me. <laughs> Vote for me for the Pro Bowl during the middle of the game. Are you freaking kidding me? Oh, well, I digress again, right? Yes, I, obviously, I'm a little, I'm a little feisty today. My, my, my um, tweet wants something like this. And football is very similar to life, dear rookies. Football is a very, very similar to life, and the, the NFL is very similar to life. In life, when do not. I'm just trying to remember. Face your challenges and opponents with confidence and respect. Mm -hmm. Do not give in to fear and timidity. Good luck this season. How many rookies do you think know what the word timidity is? Well, I'm assuming they can take the word timid I wouldn't, out of the word, I wouldn't assume. Out of the word timidity. I wouldn't assume. And figure that out. <laughs> Let's hope so. So. Uh, can I give you my Iron Mike Tyson story? My own personal yeah, Iron Mike Tyson yeah, story? Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is your podcast, so <laughs> then you have two of them now. So, yeah, you can do whatever you want. So Two-time state champion. After You're Tyson. You're the state champion on this podcast. Two-time state champion. Yes. <laughs> after Tyson's career was long over, he ended up in... Federal bankruptcy court in Columbus because he owned a place up in Northeast Ohio that Don King had bought for him to train. And so in the course of this bankruptcy hearing, Tyson in one year, in one year, Spiels, made $50 million. But he was now broke. He was bankrupt. So at this bankruptcy hearing, they're trying to get him to pay taxes on this Ohio property, and they showed him a... You know, these real estate, high-end real estate people put out a colorful brochure of these mm -hmm. massive, beautiful properties to try to sell high-end, multimillion-dollar properties. And it was on property in Connecticut. Ornate, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Beautiful. They're showing Tyson this brochure. It's like 12 pages. Gold everywhere. Yeah. La, 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 la. And Tyson, Tyson's not connecting that they're talking to him about this being his because finally at one point he's looking at this and they're describing the property and finally he gets that they're talking about hey this is yours by the way he goes do i own this <laughs> is this mine yeah so after the hearing ends 
I talked to the attorneys for a while. Tyson leaves with his girlfriend. This is when Mike Tyson just got the eye tattoo. Okay. okay? So he was like super scary. Right. So I'm talking to the attorneys, you know, maybe four or five minutes. I walk back out to get on the elevator. And uh, all the elevator doors are closed, I think. But there's a bank of elevators. There's like six of them. You can't see, you know, like the one clear on the end, but you assume that the door is shut. So I hit the down button and instantly, ding. So I'm like, oh, there's an elevator here already. I go, Hmm. I see it's the one on the end. I walk down and I look in and there's Mike Tyson and his girlfriend in a dress that I I don't know. They must have poured her into the dress. Mm -hmm. Super, super tight dress. And I mean... I'm not sure I want to violate his personal space, mm-hmm. you know? Scary we're dry. We're riding down like 20 floors, and I kind of hesitate. And he sees that I've hesitated, mm-hmm. and bless his heart, he tries to put me at ease. He says, come on in, newspaper man. <laughs> <laughs> newspaper man. Yeah. Thank you very much, Iron Mike Tyson. He's an interesting, interesting man. How about the 30 for 30 on Mike Tyson's life? You think the I did, Jordan... Did. No, I'm saying... Oh, I'd love to see that. You think the Jordan documentary was... Would you watch it? Oh, my goodness. Would I ever? Yeah. Fascinating. Would I ever? So, so uh, Iron Mike Tyson coming back to It's amazing, though, when you look at Iron Mike Tyson, whatever feelings you have about Mike Tyson, this guy actually turned himself into a Broadway actor. Did he really? Yes, he's got to play. There you go. I got to see that. I, mean, I didn't know that was part of the see, 30 for 30. I mean. It's been I mean, three years in prison. Yeah. Three years. I didn't know it was that long. So, uh, um, yeah, it's just, he's just a fascinating guy. Another story. Somebody at the dispatch, and I wish I could remember who. It might have been Johnny Johnson Jr. Uh, John Johnson, of course, trained Buster Douglas, but his son, John Johnson Jr., if you see the f- film of the uh, or the video on YouTube of the uh, – Douglas knockout of Tyson in Tokyo. You'll see young Johnny Johnson Jr. jumping around in the ring, mm-hmm. excited. Uh, I believe it was John Johnson Jr. who covered. They used to have a, sta- a boxing tournament at the State Fair, the Ohio State Fair. Mm-hmm. And somebody from the dispatch, again, I think it was John Johnson Jr., came back after watching like a 13-year-old Mike Tyson set. I just watched the future heavyweight champion of the world. His name is Mike Tyson. So good call on that because he was the heavyweight champ at age twenty. Yeah, youngest heavyweight ever. I'm fascinated by Tyson. He's he's a fascinating guy. The whole again, it's just it's a fascinating story of what he's done, good and bad. I'm also fascinated why anyone would attempt to throw out a first pitch at a major league baseball game if yeah. they do not have the capacity to throw a ball. I disagree. Sixty with you feet. Doctor Anthony Fauci last night masked up for was that a Washington Nationals game? Yeah, he wasn't masked in the stands. But he, he wasn't. Was, no, okay, well, he was probably socially it. distant. I your know boy, this. Your boy Jack Windsor posted a picture of him ah, sitting in the stands with his mask under his chin and not social distancing. So apparently, it's okay. I know this. Fauci's first pitch was socially distant from home plate. Yes, it was about six yards right of home plate. Fauci not I don't think Fauci was a star of the local little league in his younger well, days. Yeah, I mean, look, I've thrown out first pitches before. Did you ever throw one like that? No. No, you went to the mound. Did you like even like I stood up dug in with mound. dirt, right? Oh, I threw it as hard as I could. It was hard as high. I threw it high. High hard one. I threw it in uh threw cheese in there. <laughs> yeah. Backed them off the plate. But you know, some people just can't throw a ball. I and, posted but, this know, on he's Twitter. He's a scientist. He's not an athlete. I know, but I said, why would anybody who doesn't have a scintilla of athletic ability agree to throw out the first pitch at a Major League Baseball game? Hey, I appreciate the honor, but I just can't do it. You know you know how presidents used to throw out the first pitch? They used to, like, stand in their little first in their in their seat at first base, and they just throw it, like, five feet to a yeah. catcher. Like Now, Fauci could do that. Yeah, and he wouldn't have outed himself I, as thoroughly unathletic. I don't. I mean, maybe he thought it would be easier than it was. I I don't. I can't explain that. How hard can this be? He's probably yeah, maybe he maybe he thought that. You know, the thing. So that, you don't uh, agree with my tweet? No, I don't. Well, the thing that I'm irritated with is that there, he's preaching mask, which is fine. I practice what he preaches, but he's sitting in the stands, not socially distanced. With his mask down. It's hypocrisy. 
That's the thing that I'm more upset about. I could care less if he can't throw a ball. I don't. I could care less if he can't throw a ball. The hypocrisy is stunning. Yeah, I don't disagree. It's with that. stunning. Uh, elsewhere in our nation's capital, Mr. Spielman. What are you just trying to get me fired up no. today? Okay, well, I, I was going to stick to his athletic me. ability. I'm not trying to poke you. All right. uh, elsewhere in our nation's capital, uh, the Washington. Redskins, formerly known as, have settled upon for this year calling themselves the Washington football team. It's fine. I saw Julie Donaldson, their new play-by-play broadcaster, because they fired the other two guys because that's related to the sexual harassment stuff. Around. Is she the new broadcaster or the head of media? She's both. Oh, she is? Because I saw her title last night on Twitter because she tweeted... This kind of, hey, hey, this is great. This is classy. We're now the Washington football team. This is great. And I looked at her title. I thought, who is this person? I looked at her title. She's she's head of media, VP of content or something like that. But she's also their play-by-play broadcaster now. And I just retweeted her comment as, a, as an example of staying on message. <laughs> because this is being, like, roundly mocked because it's, look, Washington, I don't know, glory, Washington, freedom, Washington, courage, Washington, whatever. How hard can it be? Wouldn't you rather have a nickname and not have the licensed merchandise to go with it than to come up with something, I'll say it, lame, like the Washington football team? Is anybody rushing out to their local Dick Sporting Goods in Fairfax, Virginia, saying, hey, do you have any T-shirts that say the Washington football team on them. How are you supposed to do a Washington football team <laughs> game I with no nickname to call them? You know you're going to call them Redskins. Here's you what know I would have done. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not opposed to them not rushing to a name because I do think you. there's tons of research that goes into it. There's also um, merchandise and marketing and copyrights and – uh, stuff that you got to make sure that you don't uh, infringe upon somebody else and get sued. Um, uh, but I would have called them Washington FT. Yeah, yeah, Washington FT. FT. That, Rather that, than yeah. the Washington football team. So I'm going to, yeah. if I do a Washington game, I'm going to refer to them as Washington FT. Because it, you know, and if they unless they come up to the booth and yell at me and tell me it's Washington yeah. football team, honor, freedom, glory, courage, valor. There you go. Five unoffensive nicknames mm. for your Washington Wait, so, football let, team. Let me see. Honor. Uh, I, I, okay. Freedom. Well, yeah. Glory. It's amazing what freedom means to some people well, in I'm this just country. Saying, you can self-define that. You can self-define that. What freedom means to other people like in this country. Like whether you're a man or a woman, you can self-define freedom. Glory, courage, valor. Washington valor. Five of them. In uh, no forethought given. I like valor. Good job, Bruce. Thank you. Once again. You should have uh, no, just trademarked Once it. again, our, our free services of NFL, NFL consult- Consulting. Yeah. Free services are being offered. Let me call Julie. I'll help you out. Good you for her. To, you don't have to tweet ridiculous. I am one of the homorific. I am, I think, a trailblazer with female play-by-play. I think football. you are too. I, I am the first analyst to work with the first female college football play-by-play. Yes, it was uh, my pleasure uh, to work with Pam Ward. So mm-hmm. I have a unique uh, perspective on this and. Pam, who I worked with back at ESPN, was under so much pressure and a pressure that she put on herself. And she worked very, very hard. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated working with her and I enjoyed working with her. Some people might be surprised because some people think I'm a meathead that don't know me. Who would, who would think that? A lot of people think I'm a meathead no 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 you're very conversant on current events you're smart man yeah well and i'm a lot more and i you're can't a lot more believe thoughtful it. than I'm, people well, think you are. some people i'm a lot more liberal you are way more liberal than i am than they people think that i am yeah. only in in certain areas certain yeah uh but I, i'm i'm 
the common sense thing is just driving me insane right now. It, it really is the lack of common sense in the the selfishness to take away opportunities, which leads me to what I wanted to talk about. And I'm encouraged by this quote because I think Gene Smith said something here and I commend him for saying it. And this is what he really feels. But although he's in a very, uh, what, what's the fragile position? Yeah. Uh, he's tenuous. Yeah. Tenuous, tenuous position. position. Ticklish. It is just because, you know, there's a lot of things involved, right? Yeah. But Gene's quote, and you can find this on 11 Warriors, this quote was made on 97.1 with, uh, I want to give credit where credit's due to uh, James Laurinaitis, mm -hmm. great guy, Bo Bishop, another great guy. Yes, sir. Uh, and <clears throat> I want to give credit to Gene for saying this because he's I think he's trying to send a message. Now, I could be wrong, but I just think he's. this is so dead on, and this is what I've been trying to say in, like, the... The article that I read from Monsignor Charles Pope on Wednesday was things that I was trying to say, and maybe I didn't say how I wanted to say it. But I want when when I thought about being selfish, uh, and if I can't do it, nobody can do it. Um, this prompted that that mindset for me, mm -hmm. and this is quote Gene Smith, and I thank you, Gene, for saying this. We have young people whose futures are aligned with their opportunity to play this fall. And I think we got to make sure the best we can that we don't overreact. Governor, and we give them a chance. You can go through the names just like I could. They got a future. So how do we help them? Well, I'm here to help them by saying this. As a college player, if you are apprehensive about COVID-19, then you will have your scholarship and you can go isolate yeah. and protect yourself and your family. Yeah, we'll keep you, keep you on scholarship, not going to force That's you out of school. That's how you help them. Yeah. But you don't make others suffer and lose their opportunities because of something that might happen. Could you imagine living your life like that? Which I am uh, reminded of the great, great quote uh, by Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, you know this by heart, don't uh, you? I'm trying to think of it. I used to know it by heart. Yes, so you did. You me. used to recite it on the air. So those in the arena whose faces are marred by dust and blood uh, at... Who's, those, it's those in the arena whose faces are marred by dust and blood uh, that at least, at the very least, they dare greatly. And they'll never be amongst those cold, timid souls. Mm -hmm. Those cold, timid souls that don't know the difference between victory or defeat. That's a leadership quote. That's a man that's in the arena. That's a leader. That yeah. The that's, man in the that's, arena. That's, do you want to pull it up to make sure I'm accurate? Well, or, I'm trying uh, to. No, you're accurate. I, I, I know the cold, timid souls. I remember yeah. that part. Well, it's the cold, timid souls that yeah. don't know the difference between victory or defeat. In other words, in life, you're going. there's going to be defeat. There's going to be challenges. And if you are afraid of that defeat or that defeat has um, um, ramifications that outweigh your decision to take those risks and challenges, then you choose for yourself and for what's best for you. Nobody's going to judge you, but do not take away or be an advocate of taking away mm. a person's ability to live, to make their own choices and their own risk. Yeah, I mean, if, if there's no football this fall and they play in the spring and Urban's right and the guys who have a future aren't going to play, it's not going to impact as much the Chris Olaves, Josh Myers, Wyatt Davis, Justin Fields. Those guys have already put it on tape. They've already cemented themselves in the draft. It's going to hurt the guys, Baron Browning, Pete Werner, guys who can have a great year and can elevate themselves into the you know first, yeah, I, second, third those round. Guys, it could hurt those guys by millions of dollars because yeah. you might talk about a third rounder that's all, all of a sudden 
a first rounder? What if Justin Fields didn't have last year? What if Damon Arnett didn't have last year? What if Damon year? Arnett didn't have an opportunity yeah. to play? He last elevated year. himself from probably third or fourth round to first round. So, and I mean, what, Jeff Okuda helped himself. Big what are time we doing? Just, just, just whacking the knees out yeah. of every kid's opportunity. Just and when and the economic devastation is Barry Alvarez. Pointed this out is why to the I, this is where I was going to go next. Is I'm optimistic now we're going to have college football because Barry Alvarez, the Wisconsin athletic director, uh, sent a letter to his boosters yesterday that said if they don't have, he said if we if we play only conference games, they're going to lose sixty to seventy million dollars, yeah. and if they don't have football at all, they'll lose a hundred million dollars. And you might say, well, wait a second, like. Why are three non-conference games accounting for 70% of the revenue? Because he's figuring if they don't have non-conference games, and they're not going to have them. They've already said we're not having Stupid. them. Stupid. It's so dumb. It's going to eliminate a big portion of fans at the game, and if you don't have 80,000 crammed into Camp Randall, tailgating, spending on parking, spending on concessions, Spending on campus, economic impact. The economic impact on a town like Madison, which is Madison's the state capital of Wisconsin, but it's not Columbus. The economic impact on the local businesses of not having, they're not going to allow tailgating. I've already said that. So Alvarez, when I saw that, I thought, well, there's just no way. Yeah, but if that hits Wisconsin like that, they're one of the haves. Here's all They're you not have a have do. not. I got a simple solution for uh, Coach and simple solution for Gene, athletic directors. First of all, people don't understand that they think 140. That's not profit, by the way. Athletics fund a lot of different things. Mm. Athletic, athletics draws revenue from advertising, from marketing, from sponsors. They're not lining up to sponsor the, the, the uh, science building. They're not lining up to sponsor the journalism building, okay? You're As taking Bear away. Bryant once said, "You can't rally around a math class. Can't. Just it's not. It's not the way it is. I know idealists in this world would like to see us rally around a math class, but it's not going to happen. But it, the point is, so when you take away revenue, then you take away the colleges or the universities' ability to give kids." that may never have that chance, the opportunity to get a college degree, the opportunity to play college football, the opportunity to have that college football training ground as a step to the NFL or any sport. It, it robs kids the opportunity of being on the crew team, on the pistol and rifle team at Ohio State, on the tennis team, on the wrestling team. To yeah. teach them life lessons. I mean, the athletic department at Ohio State is self-funding, so if they don't have the football revenue that they normally have, who's going to pay for the scholarships no, for yeah. tennis? Well, who's going to do for that? For rowing, yeah. for field so hockey, for all these other So you're just wiping out every opportunity. Sports. 36 sports, two of them, two, pay their own way. Yeah. Football, men's basketball. Women's basketball does not pay its own way. Yeah. Ice but, hockey does not pay its own way. Okay, Baseball, the, no. Yeah, no. So, so what? I mean... Before they made that decision, there wasn't anybody in the room. For example, Ohio State can go play in the People's Republic of Illinois, mm -hmm. but they can't let Bowling Green drive an hour and a half down here to play on the same day? No. Where, where, where's the common sense in that? Does, any, does not anybody stand up in a room and say, wait a minute? The theory is that Illinois has resources to test their players and monitor their players that Bowling Green does not have. Okay, you want to know play. what Bowling Green's resources are? Maybe I can educate the people of what Bowling Green's I'm resources are. I'm giving you the general view. Let me give you the facts okay, that somebody should have gave the Big Ten. I knew I picked on the wrong Mac school there. No, no, I'm just telling you because I was worried about uh, I'm being a parent, right? So, Mace, so we had a Zoom call with the Bowling Green uh, compliance head coach of women's basketball. Here's what it is. They go up there. They're living in a Fairfield Inn right now. Nice. They're not allowed into the Bowling Green University or training facilities until everybody passed a test. Is, Mary, is, Once, is Macy getting Marriott points for that? I don't know. I hope so. That's Rick. I mean, well, she's she's got Rick's Marriott points here, to fall here's, back on. Here's the thing. And so, once they pass the test, every team is separated. Every room, weight room, gym, whatever, volleyball, all that, everything is sterilized before the next group comes in. They'll be wearing those um, uh, gator masks. They provide the gator mask. They have a temperature check. 
they're doing everything necessary to keep their athletes as safe as possible because, quote unquote, they want hashtag they want a season. They want a hashtag I want a okay? season. Okay, so they're doing everything that you're asked to do. Yeah. And so it makes more sense in the Big Ten's eyes for Ohio State to go to Northwestern or go to Illinois or go to Minnesota, get on an airplane, travel that far, stay in a hotel overnight. Mm -hmm. It makes more sense to do that than to have Bowling Green. Hey, by the way, we've got a noon kickoff. Make sure the football team, you guys get up. We'll leave here at 8. We'll get down. We'll dress here. We'll take our pads, throw them under the bus like old high school days. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll we'll uh, warm up. We'll play the game. We'll collect our two million dollars so we can provide opportunities right. for our uh, sports and for our our students because we really care about the students. We aren't going to uh, uh, cower and protect uh, our students like nothing's ever going to happen to a student ever again, even though ninety nine point nine point five percent or whatever BS it is is going to be fine and recover from it if you're young. What I mean, what are what are they doing? What is anybody doing? What world am I living in? Crazy town. You're living in crazy town. Uh, Willis Spangler Starling will help you when things get can crazy. They help in me? Your life. They can help you. Well, can I sit uh, on their couch and talk about my problems? Yeah, no, that's for this they're podcast. Not, they're not for. psychologists. They are attorneys. <laughs> but if you're caught in any kind of a legal jackpot or you need to know your legal rights or you have questions about workers' compensation, personal Just, injury, wills, estate planning, yeah. anything, Willis Spangler Starling. They are in Hilliard. They're great people. And you can find them on the web at willisattorneys.com, willisattorneys.com. Uh, they are multifaceted in their expertise, which is nice because then if you've reached a point in life where you have every box checked, nice house, kids in school, education paid for, this, that, the other, and you don't have to have that kind of means. I'm just saying it's good to have an attorney, a go-to attorney, who you can always consult when you have a question. Willis Spangler Starling has the expertise to handle those questions for you. Again, they're available online, willisattorneys.com, willisattorneys.com. Hey, I was so, like, with Mace, I said, hey, Mace, I can't wait for you to get to Bowling Green because you got less chance of getting COVID at Bowling Green than you have getting it here. Well, you know uh, Chris Hinton. You remember Chris Hinton in yeah. the NFL? How many? How many? He's uh, a Northwestern grad. Right. He has two sons, one who plays at Stanford, one who plays at Michigan. And Chris Hinton is networking with other Northwestern parents, and they are mad at the NCAA that they – don't have enough standards, and Chris Hinton has made the comment that his sons are safer at home than they are playing college football. They don't and play. I believe that's probably true of Chris Hinton's home, but yeah. it's not true of most college football players who come from backgrounds where they don't have a guy like Chris Hinton, a multiple right. pro bowler, and a mom who's an attorney probably making good coin too. Yeah, don't play. So there's it's a situation simple. you were talking about earlier in the podcast where – we want to project, or some people want to project their own personal circumstances on everyone. Can't and their own personal circumstances do not apply to everyone. They're not seeing with their own personal circumstances all good intentioned, I'm sure, mm, how no selfish doubt. and how that hurts so many other kids' opportunity. Not everybody is a is a multiple pro bowler that might have a good... Well, um, a Northwestern degree. Yeah, or... or that has the resources to protect their kids. Not everybody has that. Okay? It's not there. Yeah. I mean, I That's remember... safe as some kids can play it for mental, physical, every part of the their being, the safest they can be is to be playing sports. And if they get COVID, which in majority of cases proven, not opinion is they're going to have a cold or flu-like symptoms for a couple days, and they'll be fine in 10. 10. 10 days. That's the doctors talking. That's not me. Once you're symptom-free, 10 days, you're good to go. Yeah. That's doctors, not me. That's why the Juan Santo from the Washington National is not on the 14-day DL. He's on the 10-day DL. He's not with the Washington baseball team? Whatever they I, are. They're still allowed to be the next. But here's, now, what I just said about all that, how many, think about this now. In our, How many sports writers would just be totally appalled 
and offended. And what a meathead caveman I must be mm-hmm. for in- wanting these kids to play. Because it's healthier for them to play than not to play. A lot. You're by the lot way, which is mimicked by the CDC. Yes, it is. The CDC, again, check the uh, story. I will put this on the Spielman and Hooley Facebook page as well. The CDC story saying you got to have kids in school for many, many, many reasons. Uh, you need to send us emails for many, many reasons. Number one, nominate somebody for COVID-19 relief. Number two, ask us a question or give us your opinion of our content. By the way, people loved the uh, Monsignor's letter that you shared it, it's, on Wednesday. It's re-inspired me, yeah. and it's it's when I was down or when there's um, everybody's fear started entering into me, and I'm so mad that it did, that when I read that letter, it changed me mm-hmm. again to stop living with fear, stop projecting my, my fear onto other people and that my circumstance affect other people. Could you imagine that? I mean, my my everybody must stop because I'm stopping. Yeah, and to, to to Chris and to his wife and to his children, if you're not comfortable, then say, look, they're not going to play. Chris Hinton. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you think to keep the, your scholarships, you think, you're not going to play. The virus is not the only thing that's contagious. The fear is contagious. It's more contagious. And more contagious. An email to us from Don, Podcast at gmail.com. Bruce and Chris, I'm thankful for your podcast. Well-reasoned, respectful dialogue, such a rarity of late. The discussion of 722, which was your letter from the, Mon- or the your, uh, story from the Monsignor, reinforces to me the need for educated, well-reasoned, faith-based decisions. While I do not expect it, I hope that we go forward. People will proceed from hope and knowledge. I have lost persons who I believe were friends recently because of the manner of debates over current policy and beliefs. While painful, I consider this to be a necessary pruning of my social tree. I like how he said that. I find the time that I have to be limited and too valuable to give to people who cannot have reasonable, polite social discourse. Yeah. I thank you for being a reliable very oasis. Smart too of common sense in the desert of fear in which we currently live. Don, that is an awesome email. Thank you very much for sending it to us. Uh, You won't hear that on the other podcast. No. Uh, Now we have uh, a little opposing view from uh, Chris. Dear Bruce and Chris, I hope this message finds you healthy and well. Wanted to offer you comments on some of your last two podcasts. He said he was motivated to listen to the podcast, Love of Buckeye Football, graduate of Ohio State. He enjoyed our insights on all things Buckeye sports in general. I was not aware of the faith portion of the show, and I was not sure if it would turn me off as I've drifted from my Catholic faith in my adult life. I attended Catholic schools for 12 years, attended Mass every week. I give credit to that upbringing for many of the beliefs I hold dear. I have faith, but I don't think a church is needed to continue that aspect of my life. I also view faith as very personal and unique to individuals. He says, I actually enjoy the faith portion of the show. It makes me think of situations in my life, how to best approach them. Good. Gives me a perspective that I do not get outside of your show. Well, I applaud you for uh, putting, you know, giving us a chance to speak that into your life, even though you don't agree with a lot of things we say. So then he talks about on wearing masks. He says, as a sports writer, Bruce, I'm sure you made a few wrong calls. He said that I, I cited, you know, Fauci said first, don't wear a mask, then wear a mask. He did that's say why that. I'm hard, that's why I'm hard, yeah. hard for me to trust him on that. As a sports writer, I'm sure you made a few wrong calls, Bruce, when you did not have a full scope of knowledge. I'm sure you were criticized for being initially wrong. I can only imagine you felt under attack as you made your call without the best knowledge at that time. He says, as for you personally not wearing a mask, I find that to be a selfish act based on the openness of Christianity. The mask is not for you. It's for your neighbor. It's to protect those who might be vulnerable from those who are infected and don't know it. The golden rule is to treat your neighbor as you would like to be treated, Jesus took great efforts to help those who were the most vulnerable and suffering. So he says that I should wear a mask. And I am wearing a mask. I just don't like it. I just complain about it. Right. But I have not not worn the mask. I have not entered a Kroger, a Menards, a Walmart, a Costco without a mask and said, no, I'm not wearing it. You can't force me to wear it. You I've know, not become you know the contentious other, on that. You know the other reason, too, is that I don't want to put the workers in those in, in an awkward position because it's not right. their call. That's and, exa- that's a great point, Chris. Great and, and, point. And, 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 you know, so I comply. The hypocrisy, though, and he, he cited Dr. Fauci. He's wearing a mask. He's up there throwing a baseball where he's 90 feet away from anybody. 
right? right? Mm-hmm. 90 feet away from the kitchen. 60 feet. 60, then he's sitting in the stands with his mask down, surrounded by two people sitting right next to them. Is, so Maybe they're am family I saying, if, uh, I okay, know. well, is that the rule, though, even yeah, though we're out in public? I mean, if it's family members, I guess. I, I, you know, so it does seem. It does it has the appearance in, of hypocrisy. Inconsistent. It has the yes. appearance of hypocrisy. Yes. Uh, he continues. Chris's email continues on higher education. He says we've conveyed that we think that the um, liberal point of view dominates on college campuses, uh, and that only liberals work in higher education. Uh, he says, if you do fall into these sentences, you are wrong. Uh. He says, I've worked at Ohio State, Illinois, and Texas, massive thousands of employees. Um, he says, I'm sure there are liberal professors, and they may share their views from a political standpoint. I would hope the student in the class who leans right would listen and try to understand where their views have been formed and why. Uh, we'll have to disagree on that one, Chris. I think uh, I'm comfortable with my position. Uh, I campuses think you're are backed very up statistically, too, uh, my studies. On yeah. college football returning, he says um, – it's a bad message when it's deemed not safe for students to return to campus, yet they will play football. At that point, give up the charade, and it is all about the money, which is mostly true anyway. Yeah, it is. It is about the money. It's, it is about the what's money. money bring, I would ask? Opportunities. And, and it, money brings opportunities for kids that will not have opportunities. Yeah. And so you look at the data and the statistics, then you make their decisions. Is everybody going to be 100% safe? No. Do people get paralyzed playing football? Yeah. Yes, it happened to me. Mm. Uh, it happened to teammates of mine. I've witnessed it in college football. I've witnessed it in high school. I can start rattling off names for you. Do people blow their knees and lose their careers? Mm. Abs- absolutely. Are there horrible things that can happen on the football field? Yes. Are there horrible things that can happen in life? Your thing is because somebody is vulnerable or their circumstance dictates that they don't want to take the risk of playing that's their freedom in Ohio State in every school should honor that person's scholarship because of the unique situation we're in. But to project your decision and your choice on others that need this opportunity, that aren't afraid like others may be, that look at the data and say, well, that data looks pretty good to me. My chances are, are pretty good. Is it worth the great opportunity that I have to maybe have a future in the NFL? Is it worth the great opportunity that I have for high school seniors to go and get a college degree or to attend a great university where I have no other means of attending Mm -hmm. a university? And one thing I would say, too, is now that I'm in my 50s, I have a greater recognition that time is not as compressed in my life as I thought it was when I was 18 and I felt I had to go to college right out of high school. You don't have to do that. Like, I now know that, like, I could have waited until I was 25 or 26 to go. So my point is, if you aren't assured of your safety and you need to stay home for two years, I I would think in two years we'd have our arms around COVID-19. We'd have a vaccine in two years. Stay home, work. You're not forced to go out. You're not forced to be around anybody. Take care of your own situation. Our thing is just don't project your own situation on anybody else. To wrap up. Because you take everybody else's opportunities away with you it's not that's not how life works that's not being a loving giving person that's not putting others above self correct yeah by by trying to eliminate everything you're taking away so many opportunities what's his name chris chris you're taking away so many opportunities what and i know you don't want to do that uh he is from austin texas now he says thank you for your time and the offer to send our thoughts as we listen to your podcast. Thank you for what you do and the time and energy you put into your show. Spielman and Hooley will remain a must-listen among my podcasts. Well, he'll like today's podcast. You're, an, you're a very <laughs> no. I want to applaud him because he's a very open-minded. I love it. Yeah, very open-minded person who is one of the few who will expose himself to viewpoints that he doesn't necessarily share, and that's how yeah. everybody gets more educated and understands the other side. So I really applaud his email, right. and I applaud the respectful tone of his email. So thank you very much, Chris, for listening and for sending that. This one's not quite as respectful. From Trevor in Montana. I love All that you're right. in Montana, Trevor. Thanks for listening. He addresses it to me, and we start out with one of my pet peeves, last name only. Hooli. Oh, that's a pet peeve. That's not good. How about this? It's not about you. It's about your fellow human beings. 
just wear the stupid mask. So he admits it's stupid. <laughs> and, stop, yes, and stop complaining, for goodness sakes. I assume and sincerely hope you wear a pair of shoes and a shirt when you go into a store. Yes, I do. What's the difference at the end of the day? Oh, there isn't one. I have to imagine that your boy, and then he uses a derogatory term to refer to Jesus, would wear one. I don't know if Jesus would wear a mask or not. Uh, he can heal people, so I doubt it. <laughs> he can heal yeah, them. I don't know. But thank you for your email, Trevor, and thank you for listening. In. And you are proof, sir, that we do read every email yeah. and every critical and, review. And we to don't Trevor's point, Bruce wears a mask. I, I don't like it. He doesn't like it. If anybody has a photo of me it. in Aldi the other day without a mask on, here's yeah. why. I walked in with it in my hand. I put it on, and the little stringy thing on the right ear broke. That's what happened to me at Ikea, remember? So I walked around with it like a doofus flapping from my left ear. I was ear. holding mine up, and the, and the worker yeah. was so kind and says, don't worry, I'm not going to report That's you. That's what they said to me. They said, you don't have to hold that up, sir. Because I was trying to get the stuff out of my cart, and she's like, sir, if your mask is broken, you can just take it off. I just put my shirt over my face. or and the other, the, Any other thing... Trevor, too, is that both Bruce and I are very conscientious of that. I don't want to put anybody that is trying to work and make a living and is not hiring lawyers to draw up wills for them while they're working at Aldi or CVS or Costco or Target or Walmart. Uh, I am, don't want to put any more stress on them than we have to. Okay, and plus, Bruce and I, 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 I'm going to speak for you. If I'm wrong, please correct me. Okay, I never stopped me before. Um, believe in private companies, and if they want me to wear a mask, that's their company. They have the choice being that if it's a private company, I will abide by their rules, but I don't have to. I just will not then engage with that private company. But if I want to go in to Giant Eagle, and they have a mask mandate, I will abide by that company's rules because it's that's their company, and I'm choosing, choosing to use their company. So I, I think you have to listen to what Bruce has been saying for the past month, at least past month. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. I don't like wearing a mask. I, I, if there's nobody within 10 feet of me, I might pull it down. I know you're not supposed to touch it, but I might pull it down, get some fresh air. Then if I see another person within my sight, I pull it back up to make sure that my nose and mouth are covered so I don't spread any droplets. That's my go-to right there. So, I mean, you know. I don't even take it off my mouth. I just blow my nose so I can breathe. And you're 100% right. It's Kroger's purview to make its own rules. Walmart, Costco, everywhere. I've worn a mask everywhere I've went that requires a mask. If I go in a store that doesn't require a mask, I don't wear one. Yeah. Now that we're mandated to wear them throughout the state, uh, if I am within six feet of someone, I probably will have the mask on. Unless I forget it. You know, one day I mentally I was like, I have a mask in my car, I'm fine, but I didn't connect that I was driving my wife's van and I'm looking around and there was yeah. I, thankfully I found a mask in there when I was picking them up at the airport. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah. So now let's transition into the faith portion of the podcast. And mine will be brief today. Uh, I have talked about the unrest in our country and that it's no different than any other situation in my life. I want to first and foremost view it through the prism of my Christian faith and how Jesus calls me to live. And I was listening to a message last night from John MacArthur, who I love because of his analytical approach to scriptural interpretation. And I don't know why I never put this together before, but in light of our current situation in the U.S. where we're talking about righting past wrongs and this and that and the other, and I've said before, you know, I'm trying to view this through the, through the prism of Christianity, I don't know why I never connected it to forgiveness. But Jesus calls us to forgive more than we're comfortable forgiving. Now, don't mistake forgiving for, let's say you're in an abusive situation. You're required to forgive. You're not required to put yourself in that same abusive environment again. Let's say you were a, a woman abused by your husband. Forgiveness is basically freeing yourself from revenge motives, 
from wanting to exact a toll because that eats you up. As many people have said, failing to forgive someone is like drinking poison and expecting them to die. Unforgiveness eats you up. That's why Jesus asks us to forgive. And I just don't see any inclination toward forgiveness in the current movements out there for righting past wrongs. It's all about pay, you, you owe me, you pay me, you're going to pay for this, you're going to, you know, and I don't see elements of forgiveness in that movement at all. So that is another way to view the current situation in our country. It doesn't mean that we don't, it doesn't mean that we certainly do not continue uh, things that are not just, not fair, not uh, kind, but righting wrongs was not why Jesus came to earth. He did not come to earth to right wrongs. He came to forgive sins and to provide a way for people to be forgiven for their sins. He was here on a forgiveness mission, making forgiveness available to all. He was not here to exact payment. So that is, a, that is another thing that if you endeavor to serve Jesus, it is a way for you to examine all the things that are going on in our country and the discourse that dominates our country right now. Piggybacking off of that, uh, this is how we, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down His life for us, for everybody, which I'm not sure I'd be willing to do mm. or have the capacity to do. So we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Um, you have a much stronger faith than you think you do. One of Satan's biggest lies is that you're not worthy, mm -hmm. that you, you are too much of a screw-up. Mm -hmm. And I fight that battle with you. Um, you are much stronger than you ever think, imagine, because you acknowledge that there is a God. Even if you acknowledge there is Jesus, you acknowledge that Jesus is the Son of God, you are told via Satan's messengers or Satan himself that you are not worthy. And that is a lie. You're yes, more than worthy. You Just know you're worthy that. because Jesus came to earth to die for you, and God deemed it to be a worthy trade to put his son on the cross so that you would have the avenue to be reconciled so, to God forever. So I just want to doubt your worthiness. Know who you are in Jesus. I just want to encourage everybody to know that you are worthy and that everybody is worthy, even people that denounce or deny who Jesus is, who Jesus was, and who Jesus will always be. He died for them just as much as he died for you and me. We all have made mistakes in our life. We all will continue to make mistakes. And I'm here to tell you, and I promise you, and I say this with 100% guarantee, you are worthy. Amen. Be encouraged by that. Thank you for joining us this week. Get those nominations in for COVID-19 Relief. com. Let us uh, know your thoughts and your reactions to our podcast content. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. God bless. <laughs>